Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, welcome everybody. Sharp Lessons. Ben Wittenstein, the professor, Nate Jacobson. Nate, it's been weeks since yeah. we've been back. I think post-Super Bowl or pre-Super Bowl was the last one we did. Yeah, right before the Super Bowl, you were in Arizona and yep. I was in uh, in Chicago and we recorded our favorite bets. I think the Super Bowl went pretty well for yep. both of us, although yep. it seems like such a distant memory. I don't really remember yeah. quite well. But yeah, first time in this room in a while in a, in a new podcast setup that we've been uh doing here at stadium yeah nice little new podcast setup we got some new microphones we're sitting across from each other in comfier chairs and uh, it looks nice it'll be good we'll post some of these clips that that we have and that we're going to talk about on social on stadium bets on stadium you can follow us at our twitter accounts nate jacobson one is his ben wittenstein is mine appreciate everyone tuning in and i know you know after football season this podcast gets a little bit more sporadic just because you we're not going to do the week, week in and week out that we do for football season and honestly, we were probably exhausted by the end of football season with the amount that we did. So we'll be a little bit more sporadic as the spring goes on. Nate will have golf. We'll have baseball. Um, once NBA playoffs pick up, maybe we'll do a little bit more. And then we'll we'll take a little light and easy over the summer and be back for football season. Yeah, it's nice to go out and have a little bit of a rest right after football. I was on vacation last week, yeah. so I was betting sparingly, but... This is low-key a really good sports uh, time, even though the NCAA yeah. tournament is until next week. Conference tournaments, there's the Players' Championship, which I'll share a little bit towards the end of the show. And then also other sports like the Champions League and the World Baseball Classic. So yeah. a lot going on of like the baseball season going to start in three weeks. So kind of a fun time of year in the spring ahead of even like the NBA playoffs, which we have done some deep dives in the past couple of years about, and also the NHL playoffs. So a lot of kind of fun things happening uh, in the next few months. Yeah. So we got we got conference tournaments going on, Nate. We've got everything. ACC is going on as we speak. We've already had some conference tournaments and end. We've had WCC final tonight as of this recording. So lots of basketball going on. And for people who are just starting out betting conference tournaments and even March Madness itself, I know you have some tips that you want to share, some ideas of, of how people should go about it. Yeah, a lot of this is very situational. Yeah. I think this week you're looking for teams that are on the bubble, maybe playing on those teams or even playing against those teams. If yeah. the point spreads might be inflated a little too much in their favor, you want to look at maybe teams that aren't going to take this tournament too seriously. They had a good season. They're probably going to be like a, you know, a three or four seed, which isn't a huge difference right. in terms of the NCAA tournament seeding. So maybe this week that's better off if they lose a game and get that, you know, extra day of rest or two days of rest, for the big dance, if they had you know bigger aspirations than in the in the national tournament as opposed to the conference tournament, or also when you're coming talking about betting, I think if you're looking at conference tournament futures, and I have uh, conference tournament futures on four different conferences, we'll talk about. Ooh. You want to look at the path, and you want to see which teams might avoid some tougher teams because 
exceeding is based on the you know two month or two and a half month uh, regular season conference slate. So there's teams that have, like over the last few weeks have played poorly. Mm-hmm. A few teams who've played very well, but it's not fully reflected in their seeding. So even like Miami's the number one seed in the ACC. That doesn't mean they're the best team in the ACC like overall. So right. I think you're kind of looking for for teams that might have a advantageous path to make the, at least the final of their conference tournament. Like if they have a good part of the bracket and. I definitely have identified a couple teams. I think have a have a really good shot at, at least making the final. And if you have a a ticket on them and they make that championship game of their conference tournament, you then have the opportunity to bet out of it or hedge or just let it ride, but be in a pretty good position. So we'll kind of explain some teams. Or I'll share the teams I think are in a good position to make a deep run in their conference tournament. So let's look at, uh, should we start with ACC since those yeah. games are going on already? Yeah, as well? it's, it's in progress, in but progress. it's uh, the as first game is uh, Georgia Tech against Florida State, which are two teams <laughs> a that barn burner. whoever is going to uh, win that game will be playing Pitt tomorrow. It's not like yeah. Pitt's a great team, but uh, they're be very unlikely to win that game. Although, uh, who knows? The ACC has been so bad. It's such a weird conference this year. They're not. I don't think these teams are going to win uh, five games in five days and steal a bid in the NCAA tournament. No, I, I think you're right. I mean, we got, obviously, people know the Dukes and they know the North Carolinas, but North Carolinas having a very down year this season. And seemingly, they probably need a decent run in this tournament to at least have somewhat of a chance to get in to March Madness and, and miss out on the NIT at the very least. You've got four teams with a bye, Duke, Miami, Virginia, Clemson. As you looked at this tournament, is there anything you like? Because like we, like you said, ACC is kind of a crapshoot for the tournament like this. You could go with Miami as the favorite, but I don't, I'm not super confident in that team. They, they've shown that they can be trusted to an extent, but even teams like Duke, Virginia is playing really terrible offensively in February into March. Clemson's fine, I guess. You know, like I, I just there's not really a team that sticks out that I would want to put my money on here. Yeah. So when it comes to path, what sticks out to me is the bottom half of the ACC is kind of totally random. Where you have mm-hmm. Virginia as a two seed, but as you mentioned, not good offense. They've been pretty vulnerable down the stretch. Clemson is a team that also struggled in the last month of the season. They got out to a hot yep. start, like leading the ACC regular season. Now they've kind of like played themselves so poorly, where they're probably. Not even on, I don't know, they're on the bubble for sure, but there's definitely no, you know, they're going to have work to do, right. no doubt, in Greensboro. Yep. And then you have NC State, who's had a couple bad results to end the season against Clemson and then losing at Duke. So what I'm looking at, and you mentioned North Carolina, very yeah. disappointing team. They have a lot to play for. They had a lot to play for, and yeah. it could have been a little bit easier if they just won on senior day against Duke, but they yeah. lost that game. I was on North at Carolina, home. minus two and a half. Yeah, pretty bad loss. Oh, God. I guess it was a Duke's revenge for spoiling Coach K's last home game and, <laughs> and last ever game in the Final Four. So yeah. I guess uh, Spoil at least your some of the night. revenge for Duke there, who's on very hot. So I like that North Carolina avoids Duke. They avoid Miami who, you know, I'm a little lukewarm on, but still like probably, you know, better than Virginia at this point, at least the way they're trending. So right. North Carolina plus 750. I found, I bet them to win the AC tournament. I like it. Um, you're not going to be able to probably bet this if you're listening to this on a Tuesday, but if you want to, you know, Wednesday morning, the, uh, after the odds reset, after the Tuesday games, you could, uh, you could play North Carolina, but I also, Took a flyer on Virginia Tech, who plays tonight. Uh, By the time you listen to it, maybe they already played. Hopefully they win against <laughs> yeah, right. Notre Dame. What a segment. But Virginia Tech, 
40 to one. They won the AC tournament last year when they won four games yep. in four days. I think I bet on them or I like was betting them on individual games, just rolling it over on the money line. Yeah. Uh, Virginia is a team or Virginia Tech's a team that even though they have a poor record, they get a lot of respect from the betting market. They had mm-hmm. some injuries early in the year and they went on a huge slide, but then they also lost some inex- inexcusable games like against Boston college and Georgia tech. So it's a team that uh, definitely has a, a, a low floor like we've seen this year, but they also have a pretty high ceiling where they were like bet out to a favorite against Duke at home and Miami at home. So it's a team that if they are clicking on all cylinders, maybe they can get hot and at 40 to one, if they can make the semifinals against North Carolina, I'll feel like I'm in a pretty good position. So I'm going to look to bet on none or I bet North Carolina, but I'm also going to look to bet Virginia tech in some individual games, as long as they beat Notre Dame. Like I'm not going right. to lay minus six and a half with them tonight, but I'll definitely be looking to that Wednesday night game where they could p- potentially play NC state right. in the second round. So Makes that's sense. my thoughts on the ACC. Don't really want to do anything with the top of the bracket. I, I think Duke is, uh, is kind of coming into form and they could actually yeah. be uh, a team. I was kind of low on all season, but maybe in the NCAA tournament, just the talent that I have mm-hmm. can kind of win out in some of these toss up games. Let's do the um, let's go to the Big Twelve. Yes, they start on Wednesday in K- in Kansas City. Kansas, the favorite to win the Big Twelve Conference Tournament, plus two seventy five. Texas, right behind them at uh, plus three hundred. We all know how good of a conference the Big Twelve has been this season. Amazing, they just absolutely beat up on each other. <laughs> uh, and again, that's another reason why I don't think I could put money behind right. any of these teams. And the thing is, too, is as good as this conference has been. I could see Kansas losing as much as I can see a team like Iowa State winning it all. You know, like I, I could see either of those happening in a fairly reasonable way. So I just, especially at the number, I don't love anything. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I'm just going to bet individual games in this tournament. Um, yeah. I actually will have something on Wednesday, I think. Uh, but back to what you said about Kansas, they're kind of in an interesting position where they're most likely going to be the one number one seed. They were the yeah. regular season title outright in the most in the best conference we've seen in a really long time. Yeah. But an incentive that Kansas might have to maybe not, you know, win the Big 12. They obviously want to win the Big 12, but if they are the number one overall seed or even if they're not, they they've a good performance, they'll likely be the number one seed in the Midwest, which happens to be in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So I know that they lost Can to help. Texas in the season regular season finale. I thought that was kind of a bad spot for them, um, and Texas was in for a bounce back. So I wonder if Kansas kind of refocuses and, and really wants to make sure that they don't have to leave too far um, before the Final Four um, and be able to play the Sweet Closer 16 and Elite A games in KC, which was the uh, state or the, uh, the arena where this tournament is in. Right. I always find it funny that uh, Kansas City, Missouri is the host of the Big 12 tournament, even though Missouri doesn't have any teams in that conference. But uh, that's a conversation yeah, right. for another time. So what was I going to go here? So Baylor and TCU are a little bit interesting, but mm-hmm. I also don't really know if they would be Kansas or Texas in the second round, or I, I want to wait to see and in, in terms of like betting on individual games, something I'm a couple interesting things though on Wednesday, because this league was so deep, the, the Wednesday games are pretty good. So West Virginia plays Texas tech. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a number yet for this game. It's probably going to be coming out in a little bit, but Texas tech 
like was actually playing pretty well at the end of the season. Yeah, it seemed and like And then they that. lose to Oklahoma State, and then the next day they suspend Mark Adams, and this whole story comes out. Yeah. And obviously you can like write off Texas Tech, or maybe that was your first thought, but the more I think about it, like what if these players they didn't, like, didn't like the coach? No, they didn't like it. And they're still a talented team. Yeah. Like what if they want to prove, uh, you know, the – you know, people, Mark Adams wrong. The like, haters. Yeah, the, the athletic department that, like, he was the right. problem, not us. There's, I, I so, like that angle a lot. I, let's see where that number goes. I could see West Virginia taking money, especially since they ended the season yeah. in a pretty good in pretty good shape. And they are, I think they're pretty much in. Even though they have a losing record in conference play, the Big 12 is so good that anytime you win, it's like a quad one win, and that helps your resume so much. Right. So I'm interested to see where that number is. And then also Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma twice this year. I think Oklahoma in any other conference would be like a top four team, or not any other. Like in the, if they were in the ACC, they'd be like one of the top four teams. But their last right. place in the Big Twelve, they had a nice win to end the year at home against TCU. I can see them maybe having you know revenge on their mind against an in-state rival. Um, you know, beating Oklahoma State, especially trying to spoil their their chances of making the NCAA tournament since Oklahoma State's right on the bubble. So. I have a little bit of interest in Oklahoma against the spread on Wednesday night in, a, in an individual game. Yeah, I, I listen, the Texas Tech angle I like a lot because you you have a team, and from all reports, Jeff Goodman. Our Jeff Goodman talked about how it didn't seem like the players really liked Mark Adams that much. He had a lot of questionable things that he did with them. He's gone. Maybe they, they feel free. They play free. They play the way they want to. Uh, and again, they're the... They're the underdog of underdogs in this tournament. 40 to 1, you can get them at. And at a number like that, eh, sprinkle a little bit on. They're going to have to go through Kansas, right? which is extraordinarily difficult, absolutely. And they're going to have a very tough road to get there because they're playing on Wednesday. They're going to be playing, you know, what is it, four games if they want to get through, five games. So it's a tough road. But if you want an edge, maybe that's it. (laughs) At the number, you can get it. Yeah, there's always this time of year you wonder, like, um, if the money line rollover would be more. So if you, you know, instead of you taking just keep money lines. Texas Tech 40 to 1, bet a money line West Virginia, yep. take that risk in winnings against Kansas, and then you might already be pretty high and then keep going for two more games if you want. Or you could stop, which is kind of a nice luxury to have instead of betting a future. So Yeah, I mean, they went on a nice run, as you said. Yeah. Beat Kansas State, well, beat that's Texas. The, that's the kind of the teams. crazy thing. They... There was like one well, on a four game win streak. Apparently there was like bad things going on in that program, but they were still playing well where yeah. they, you know, they played Kansas close last week. Uh, they should have probably beat TCU a couple weeks ago uh, before that. Yeah. They <clears throat> beat Kansas state. And then I guess what happened, I, I guess the Oklahoma state game was kind of a disappointment Saturday for them. So interesting to see how they bounce back. I just think you might be able to get a buy low opportunity on a team that, could have some uh, some motivations just based on what's going on in that 100%. program. I love that angle. Let's move on. Let's go to the next conference, the Big East. Another really fun conference to bet on. They start their games on Wednesday. The favorite is UConn at plus 220. You got Creighton and Marquette right behind at plus 300. Uh, and then it goes to Xavier, Nova, Providence. Uh, I saw you make this bet last night, so I'd love to hear you talk about it. Um, and that's Creighton. Yep, trading. I think it's my favorite conference tournament future. You have a nice luxury where you avoid Marquette, the mm-hmm. one seen in the Big East. You avoid UConn, 
who is a very good team historically at Madison Square Garden, just mm-hmm. because there's a lot of UConn fans. They make the trip there, and they, you know, they're just familiar with that arena when they have to play St. John's in the regular season, and just a good history. So you avoid those two teams to the final. If they, if the chalk holds in the first round, it'd be Villanova playing Creighton, and mm-hmm. I know Villanova is playing a lot better after Justin Moore got back, but I, I, I think Creighton is still the better team. Uh, compared to Villanova and then potentially Xavier in the semifinals. And Xavier's a team who started off hot, but the way they're trending, Creighton's clearly the better team between those two. So I just really like the path for Creighton to make the final here in the Big East. If there was a situation late in the year where if um, Villan- if, where if uh, Providence was the three seed, uh, and Crane was the four, then that would have been a really loaded top of the bracket. And I actually would have liked Villanova to make the run. Mm-hmm. But because Crane and jump Providence, I do like Crane to advance there and, and, and knock off Villanova. So that's my thoughts on the Big East. Uh, I think Crane is a team that they had a rough patch in the, in the middle of the season when Ryan Kalkbrenner was out, but a team that's really kind of trended well over the last month, month and a half this season, and I think could be undervalued even in the NCAA tournament. So Creighton's a buy-on team. They have good offensive efficiency numbers, defensive efficiency numbers, which is kind of a combo you want this time of year. So yeah. Creighton's a buy-on team for me. I bought them for the Big East and going to look to bet on them in the NCAA tournament when we get there. Yeah, I mean, once once Kalkbrenner came back and they started a really nice win streak kind of towards the end of January into February, since then, I'm looking at their schedule, they have not really a bad loss. They lost in overtime on the road to Providence. They yep. lost to Marquette by two. They covered, and they lost on the road to Villanova. And that's re- that's the three losses that they've had. None of, none of those are really anything to be ashamed of. So they have been on a run. They've had losses that you can kind of see and understand. You're absolutely right. As these, And especially with the path that they yeah. have when they can avoid some of the bigger Big East names until the very end, getting a plus 300, that's a pretty solid number. Yeah, I guess one of the worries with them would be they're at school in Omaha, Nebraska. They're playing in New York City. Going out, right. Maybe not much fan support there. But, yeah, being able to avoid you know UConn and it was going to have great fan support. Mm-hmm. And uh, – once we get to the final, creating UConn, then you can, you know, figure out what you want to do or Marquette. So uh, definitely a, an intriguing tournament, especially some of the top teams. Uh, that UConn-Providence game should be pretty fun on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, I would probably, if I'm not betting Creighton, which you kind of convinced me to maybe put some money on Creighton, I kind of do like Marquette just because of how hot they are going in into the tournament. And you kind of mentioned some reasons to like Creighton over them. But it's hard to, to go against a team like Marquette who is going in just unbelievably hot. They look like everything is clicking right now. But like you said, when they, you know if they have to go over New York City, play the Garden, it's a little bit different than it is for some of these other teams that are on the that are on the East Coast. But you, you look at some of the numbers and the analytics. You know, Marquette doesn't turn the ball over a lot. They force a lot of turnovers. They're a very good defensive and offensive team, especially offensively. They're incredible. And I think you're good offensively. You force turnovers and you don't give the ball away. That's a recipe to success for any tournament. Um, and you know, a team like UConn, I've had issues with all season long. They they don't instill any confidence in me, and, yeah. and I think you can look at you can look at a lot of the teams in the Big East and say that. Same with Xavier. Look at Xavier. Like what what Xavier team are we going to get? Is it going to be the good Xavier? Going to be the bad Xavier? We don't know. Xavier doesn't defend very well, and uh, UConn early in the year, I think they were number one in Ken Palm, like January first. Yeah. They and were number an, one for a while. Analytics darling, and then yeah. they lose all these games, especially on the road and. 
They have some question marks. They're they gonna have be, question marks. They, they could be an interesting team if they like end up winning the Big East tournament or at least make the final where mm-hmm. they're going to be kind of overvalued for the NCAA tournament. It could yep. be a good uh, bet against team in the uh, first two rounds of the NCAA tournament if they do get to the second round, especially if they look good at, at MSG, which is a place that they're very comfortable at. Big Ten, right next door. The Big Ten yep. tournament happening at the United Center from us. Lots of fun teams to bet on. Um, I, I Your pick's interesting. I really like this pick. Purdue's the favorite, <laughs> plus 150. And they're really by and far the heavy favorite because next up is Indiana at plus 500. Michigan State and Maryland are plus 700. Northwestern plus 900. And then you got Illinois right there in uh, quadruple digits at uh, 10 to one at plus a thousand. Um, you like IU. Yes. You Although like you did Indiana. inform me, Indiana's never won a big 10 tournament, yep. which is shocking. Cause like yeah. half the big 10 tournaments have been played right down the road in Indianapolis. Yep. And, and for whatever reason, sometimes they struggle in Indy too. So I don't understand what the deal is. Maybe with this Indiana. is good then get a, get away a little bit away yeah, yeah. from, you know, friends and family, but there's still plenty of IU alum here like yourself who mm-hmm. will be uh, supporting the Hoosiers throughout the weekend. Hopefully. Yeah. It, it's an interesting team because this is, this is a different team than what we've seen a lot from Indiana. Oh, for you know, sure. They have a, a glorified star in Trace Jackson Davis who they know they can go to when they need points, and he will usually deliver. That's something that they have not had for a while now. So I think that's going to help change things. And then they're obviously going to have to get probably through Purdue to win the Big Ten tournament if they get to the final and Purdue gets to the final. They've gotten through Purdue before, so it's not yeah. like this is like a, a David versus Goliath type of thing. They know how to beat Purdue. They can beat Purdue. They match up well with the Boilermakers. So they have the path to success there. I'm just worried this is going to be an Indiana team that loses its first game because they love to do that. You know, if they have to play a team like Maryland, who they've struggled against, that could be that could be an issue for them. They don't, for whatever reason, don't match up well against Maryland. They have to play against Northwestern. If Northwestern wins that matchup, they haven't beat Northwestern this year. So the path is really interesting to me. But you get to Purdue, and they could beat Purdue if it gets right. to the final. It's so funny. I don't know. So, yeah. I, what, so what, what do you like about that? So, yeah, they beat some of the elite teams in the Big Ten, but maybe mm-hmm. struggled with some of the teams in their path. But that's one of the reasons I like them. I like their path. I like the idea of them playing Maryland in Chicago, where it's going to be a pretty pro-Indiana crowd. Yeah. They did lose to Maryland at Maryland earlier this season, but that was the game before the home Purdue game. So that was yeah, kind a of an ultimate look-ahead look spot yeah. for Indiana in that game. So I like them against Maryland. I'm gonna. So I already bet Indiana five to one to win the Big Ten. I'll likely also bet Indiana minus whatever against Maryland in the quarterfinal Friday night, which I will be at. Which you know, look at that. I have no reason. Tell me you bet on them. I'm not. uh, I'm not betting the game because I'll be there. That's what a bet I would have liked anyway, (laughs) just to to get it out there. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Having the uh, semifinal potentially against either Northwestern, Illinois, or Penn State. I like that. I like that they're avoiding kind of a, a hot Michigan State team, uh, an Iowa team that has a pretty high ceiling and, and beat Indiana twice this year. Yep. And then Purdue's on the upper ha- upper half. And then uh, Michigan is a team that, you know, has a lot to play for in terms of the bubble. And yeah. I think they've been a little unlucky this week. So I think Michigan can maybe make a surprise run and even knock off Purdue, which then would make this Big Ten tournament even more wide open. So I do like Indiana coming from the bottom and, and knowing that Purdue's a vulnerable team, in my opinion, at the top, I think that there's a chance Indiana could be a favorite in a potential Big Ten title game. So 5-1, to one, I like Indiana. I can also bet them Friday night in the quarterfinals. 
I don't, I don't hate it. I really don't. I just, as an Indiana fan, I'm always skeptical of their basketball team as of late, but That's they fair. have shown to be a good team. They're not going to have Xavier Johnson, but they yeah. have shown they can win without him. And they have two guys. I mean, Trace it's, Jackson's great. He's virtually unguardable by most of the Big Ten. And if he's not playing well, Jalen Hutchfino, their yep. freshman, has shown that he could step up. He was incredible against Purdue and West Lafayette uh, a couple Saturdays ago. So mm-hmm. he seems like he's uh, a player who is you know super motivated to help Indiana win, but also improve his uh, future NBA prospects. So yeah, I like Indiana for, for several reasons. Um, some other things, though, in this Big Ten tournament that I find interesting, I think I mentioned, I'm going to try to bet Michigan against Rutgers. I just don't like the way Rutgers has, has closed the season at all. Yeah, I watched a good part of their game against Northwestern on uh, Sunday night it was. It was like the last game before the, the Big Ten bracket be set, and Rutgers could have greatly improved their seed and got to the bottom part of that, that bracket if they won, and right. then they lost by double digits at home to a Northwestern team that – hasn't really played well on the road this season. So right. I like Michigan in that game, a team that lost twice last week in overtime on the road to Illinois and Indiana, but definitely could have won both games. If not, you should have won at least one. Yeah. And then and then that early Friday game when Michigan plays Purdue, uh, just matching matchup-wise, Purdue's strength, Zach Eady, and Michigan has a guy with size and Hunter Dickinson who can contain Zach Eady. So – I've seen this before with Michigan where they're kind of on the bubble going into the, the Big Ten tournament and they go on a little bit of a run. So I think Michigan from the top half could be at least a little interesting to win their first two games. I'm going to look to bet on them in those two games. And if they beat Purdue, I think they're going to have a pretty good shot at making it into the field. Yeah, I really wish Iowa was better on the road because I would be betting them to win this tournament if they were, but they just have shown incompetent when they're away from Carver Hawkeye. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, they're they're what a confusing team. Yeah, they've lost to Eastern Illinois. It's like thirty point favorites in December. Uh, They would have clinched the two seed and a double buy in the Big Ten tournament, or maybe it was it was at least a double buy in the Big Ten tournament. All they had to do was beat Nebraska on the final day of the season as a twelve point favorite, and they lost outright. So a team when they're on, they could they could really you know light it up, light up the scoreboard. Yep. Uh, we saw that against Michigan State in that wild comeback. We saw it against Indiana last week, but then they go out and lose to Nebraska. So that's a weird team to me. Um, maybe I'd look to bet on them Friday against Michigan State if they do win on Thursday and advance to the quarterfinal. Um, we'll have to see, though, how Iowa looks because they did win the Big Ten tournament last year. They got hot, won, won four games in four days, and then – Sadly, lost to Richmond in the in the round, <laughs> which blew up my bracket because I think I'd I went to the final four because I was a believer. So you hate to lose to to, yeah. to Richmond. As a fan, I'm hoping Iowa wins because I'd love to see Iowa, Michigan State. While I'm at the United Center on, yeah, uh, right. on Friday, and I'd love if Illinois wins, see Illinois Northwestern. Just being someone oh. raised in Chicago, and United Center is gonna be wild if that happens. Maryland, Indiana, late night. It could be a really fun Friday. So yeah, we'll uh, definitely uh, have my bets out on the Action Network app. So make sure. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's look at the Pac-12, the Conference of Champions, UCLA the favorite at plus 120. 
Uh, and they just talked about how Jalen Clark going to be up for the week for UCLA. Yep. Cronin talked about that. So that's a fairly big defensive loss for the Bruins. Uh, Arizona's plus 200. And it's a huge gap. And you got USC plus 750. Oregon, 8-1. to one. Washington State then is 16-1. to one. So you, you, you're passing on this one. Yeah, I don't... The Pac-12, admittedly, I haven't followed that close this year. Um, not many good teams, other than the Arizona, UCLA. I uh, USC is kind of a fringe team. Arizona State struggled. Oregon, yeah, I thought maybe before the year would have been good, but that has not been the case. So yeah, I've kind of just avoided handicapping the Pac-12 because there's just the bottom of the conference is so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I will say this: this tournament's in Las Vegas, and I think you're going to make a case for UCLA, but I, I know that in, in past years, Arizona has, has traveled pretty well to this event. Yep. And it's, I think it's spring break for some schools. So it's usually a pretty, you know, fun conference tournament to watch just from the fan perspective. Yeah. It's very in Las Pac-12. Vegas, Pac-12, spring Always break. Nuts. Um, so yeah, I just think <laughs> it's kind of fun to watch in that sense. Yeah. And maybe there'll be some individual opportunities that come about, but before the tournament, I really have nothing. I have UCLA. And that, that's the pick that I had. I like him at plus 120. I think that's even a better number than I had him down at plus 110. The The injury news isn't great. It really isn't great. Right. Defensively, they're going to struggle for sure to that end with, without Jalen Clark. But you look at their route to get to the final, and it's four teams that they have to get through that they've beaten before. Yeah. They've had no issue with Washington, Colorado, Washington State, Cal, or Oregon. They've only lost Arizona and UC USC. Now, those are on the other side of the bracket, and they're only going to have to play one of them if they get to the final. So I think their path to the final is pretty, pretty set in stone, pretty Definitely. simple for them to be able to do. Now, I am worried if they get if they have to play Arizona again on the you know on the road. It's a neutral site, but they lost Arizona on the road. That was a loss for them. They've only had two conference losses, and one of them was at Arizona, and the other one was at USC. So... I am a little worried if they have to face Arizona neutral territory, how's that going to work out? I like that they have already lost to them, so they kind of know a blueprint of what they have to do differently to beat them. I always kind of like that when that happens. But you you have to look at their stats, and I mean, you talk about a advanced analytics darling, and that's that's UCLA. They're defensively a juggernaut, number two in adjusted defensive efficiency on Ken Palm. They force a lot of turnovers defensively. And you look at the rest of the Pac-12 – in terms of turning the ball over, no team is in the top 25, or it's top 75, I should say, of their turnover rate. These are teams that turn the ball over a lot in the Pac-12, and UCLA is going to take advantage of that throughout the tournament with their defense. I know they're not going to have Jalen Clark, but they're still a really good defensive team even without him. I, I just think the Bruins are far and away the best team in the Pac-12, and to get them at plus money, at plus 120, even with a somewhat significant injury on their defensive side, I'm going to take it. So I think the question here is when to bet UCLA. So you can bet um, at that price before the tournament if you like them. But I also think if you want to wait to the Pac-12 final, thinking that if it's UCLA-Arizona, it's going to be you know UCLA a small favorite. Maybe you know you have to pay a little bit more, but you'll mm-hmm. get the guarantee that UCLA is at least there, In there. Right. and that the injury didn't affect them too much. But at the same time, if Arizona loses, whether it's to USC or Arizona State, which they just lost to pretty recently, maybe that UCLA ends up being like minus 200 in that game. Right. So I think that's kind of the, some of the questions you have to ask yourself when betting these conference tournaments. Do you want to put the money down before the tournament 
or do you want to wait to see if a certain game happens and just bet that individual game and you know if they win just get your money right away instead of having to wait wait a couple days so i think that's kind of the question here and i think uh another point you made um earlier was just kind of ucla they're definitely in in the running for that one seed uh it could be out in yeah. in las vegas we, that's where the west region is they want to so, stay out west yeah they'd love to stay out yeah, west they'd love they to prove do. the ncaa tournament committee that even if they do not have one of their key contributors right. they still have enough there where they shouldn't be docked for having a player injured and and that they have a favorable draw in the yeah. NCAA tournament. So it's kind of interesting. Arizona is a team like I don't have much of a feel for because last year they greatly overachieved. They just were like they were a huge favorite in every game. They yep. did really well against UCLA last year. And then this year I know that they you know lost Matherin, who's, who's a star in the NBA. But I, I just I don't really know what to make of Arizona just because I haven't yeah. really followed them and it seems just kind of like locked into a two seed and they can't really go up or they're going to go down so interested to see where they get seated and how i uh, approach them next week but for this tournament I'll, I'll just probably be watching and maybe making a bet if uh something comes up about um based on the results we got two more conferences let's do the sec that one's taking place in nashville tennessee uh, you like two teams in the sec i, I don't this is this is another conference i'll pass I think, but in terms of favorites, Alabama plus one fifty, Tennessee's three to one, Kentucky's four to one, Texas A and M's five to one. I don't love Alabama. I think they have taken such a dive with the whole Brandon Miller scenario that they seem out of sorts defensively. That's been rough for them. They can't seem to get in a groove offensively that they're used to. So I'm probably going to stay away from them at such a low number. Agree. Kentucky's been hot. They've really ended the season on a on a fairly strong note. At least they've looked pretty good towards the end of the season, better than they did when they started SEC play. And you kind of like them, seems like. Yeah, so Kentucky got a double bye. They're a yep. three seed. Uh, they'll play the winner of uh, so LSU-Georgia play on Wednesday night. Neither team is good. And then the winner of that will play Vanderbilt. And then the winner of that will play Kentucky. Yep. So Vanderbilt would be the best team of the three that Kentucky could probably play in the quarterfinals. That would be Friday night in Nashville, and, and right. Big Blue Nation always makes that trip to the SC tournament in droves. I think with Vanderbilt, they did beat Kentucky last week in a pretty big upset, 10-point underdog, but their leading scorer, Liam Robbins, is out for the season, and that's a pretty big loss for Vanderbilt. So yep. I think that Kentucky is is taking it, you know, has a really good path where you're getting a, potentially a, a banged-up Vandy team in the quarterfinals. Right, and then in the semifinals, a team I like who they could play in the semifinals is Arkansas, who plays Auburn on Thursday in the second round, and then the winner of that would play Texas A and M. And Arkansas has been, you know, between A and M and Arkansas, they they split the season series. They both won at home. I think that's pretty much a toss up game. So at at fifteen to one, I was able to find I like Arkansas along with Kentucky kind of made a bundle where I bet the same two win amount on each team. And it's basically like a, a four to one, three and a half to one payoff. So right. I, I like one of the, those two teams from below in the bracket. And uh, I, I like the idea of that as a semifinal, Arkansas, Kentucky, which we saw last game of the regular season and Arkansas lost, but they also, if you look at some of the shot quality 
information, which I always look at their Twitter accounts the day after a game to <laughs> kind of make me feel better or worse about the bets I won or lost. Yeah, right. Uh, Arkansas had a very good shot quality uh, at smart performance yeah. against Kentucky. So I think there's some positive regression in store for Arkansas, but I do like the path for Kentucky. So I bet on both. And one of the reasons I bet on both is because you you talk, talked about Alabama, you know, being a team where the, the vibes aren't great for sure with, uh, with everything that's gone on. I know Brandon yeah. Miller's actually played well, but it seems like the other players are distracted by what's happened. It seems and, that way. And Nato, some of his comments he's made. And then for Tennessee, they, they're a team that I don't think is that they're like kind of like UConn where like the yeah, analytics love them, but the eye test is like, says a little bit of a different thing. Yeah. But then second last game of the year, the guy Ziegler, their star point guard, suffers a torn ACL and he's out for the year. So I think Tennessee is kind of in a position where let's not get anyone hurt. Like this SE tournament does not mean that much to them. Let's focus on the NCAA tournament. I think that's where the the focus should be for Rick Barnes' team. So that's kind of uh, my thoughts on the SEC. Where I bet on Arkansas fifteen to one. I bet on Kentucky. I believe it was five to one, but four to one I think is still okay because that that path is really good. Uh, for them so that's my thoughts on that and then individual games i'm going to look to bet arkansas like whenever that arkansas auburn line comes out i'm going to bet arkansas because auburn has really struggled outside of their home building and then in the quarterfinals it's probably a toss-up game i might bet arkansas again but since i have the conference future on them i might stay away but that's what i'm looking for um, in the sc tournament should be a fun weekend in nashville mount west final tournament um, I don't know if you like anyone in the Mountain West, but I have a pick <laughs> that I kind of like, and this is this is somewhat of an underdog pick or dark horse, whatever you want to call it. Maybe even betting it for the number. But I like Nevada, and I know their path is a little bit more difficult as the four seed, but you can get Nevada at six to one at most places, plus six hundred. And they're a team that I think some people are sleeping on just a little bit. I think it's pretty good value of what you can get, especially for a team that's essentially playing home games with the tournament being in Las Vegas. You have somewhat of a team that's going to have a lot of home fans. Their defensive efficiency since February 1st, second best in the conference. They're a very good defensive team. They're top 40 defensively in Kempom. And they don't turn the ball over. And you're kind of, you might notice a trend of what I'm doing with uh, with teams that I like. I like teams that don't turn the ball over. Come conference tournament time, come tournament time, they do not turn the ball over. They're the best in the Mountain West at holding on to the basketball. They're good at forcing turnover, too. They're top 100 in Bartorovic and that. And if they have to face San Diego State, guess who struggles to turn the ball over? That's San Diego State. So they've had success playing San Diego State before. They're a good shooting team. They're a team that is never out of a game. I like to bet them to come from behind to win games as well, and I've been pretty successful at that this season. They're essentially playing a lot of their games at home, being in Vegas, and they get to the free throw line a lot. All of that mixed together, I think you have a really solid team that you can get at a really good price, a plus 600. I'm probably going to take them to win. Yeah, so this conference, I think there's a lot of intriguing teams. Uh, a couple teams maybe even on the bubble, so there's going to be a lot to play for. I don't really have a strong take. I do worry a little bit about that path for Nevada where you'd have to play San Diego State in the first round, or sorry, in the semifinals yeah, instead of maybe game. saving them for the finals. So yeah. maybe taking a team from the bottom would be the way I, I'd prefer, but that's all built into the number. Like if Nevada was at the bottom part of the bracket, they'd probably be the second favorite. And then yes. like, 
plus 350, 375 range. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see in this this tournament. Uh, one, one, two things. One, the Mountain West sucks in the NCAA tournament. So yes. don't get, you know, fall in love with a team from the Mountain West this week because <laughs> they're probably going to let you they're down not good in the, yeah, ne- next not week. Not good in the normal tournament. And then the second thing, is this pick at all influenced because Steve Alford, their head coach, is an Indiana Hoosier? <laughs> no, I don't like – I actually don't like Steve Alford. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he's, like, generally a good person. So oh, I, I hate to see him have success. But sometimes you got to go where the money goes, and you got to bet. You got to bet on Steve Alford's team. Very uh, fair. The the analytics, the analytics like Nevada, and they've had a really good February into March. I like that they get to the line a lot, and I like that they don't turn the ball over. I think those two are really important when you play in tournament games, conference, or the March Madness tournament. They beat in San Diego State already once. They beat him by nine at home. They lost to them on the road, but they they've shown that they can beat them. Right. I think the numbers make sense. I, I don't love anyone else at the number. For the for the Mountain West winner, uh, Utah State maybe is another team that I kind of like. You can get them a plus three seventy five, uh, but Nevada at the number, that's a bit of a dark horse. I think you're, you're you're playing the number there more than the team. But even when you right. look at the team, it makes sense. Yeah, that San Diego State Nevada semifinal would be pretty fun on Friday night if we get there. Um, that'll do it for our conference picks. Uh, yes. You have some golf bets. Yes, little players championship going on. Yeah, can't look forget at that. Mentioned it's a really fun sports week. Can't forget mm-hmm. about. A tournament that has in the past been known as the fifth major. I don't know if it's still known as the fifth major because people look at it. The PGA tour has, well, yeah, the PGA tour like marketed as the fifth major, but now they added all these elevated events and designated events where they have the purses. So now it almost feels like every week is a major with these strong fields (laughs) and, you know, winner gets $3.6 million, but this is the biggest purse of the golf year. A $25 million purse. So the winner will win more than 4 million, probably 4.5 million. Seems like uh, what it's going to be. It's in Jacksonville, Florida, TPC Sawgrass, a very famous course, a course where it has the uh, island green on the 17th hole, that par three, which yeah. is always fun to watch. Uh, Pete Dye is the course architect. He always has kind of courses that, that challenge golfers, but there's a lot of, you know, shorter. It's a shorter course, so a lot of more players are in play than maybe just kind of your bombers and things. So oh, that's nice. I have three bets so far. Uh, Patrick Cantlay was someone I bet Sunday right when the Arnold Palmer Invitational ended. Cantlay finished tied for fourth at the Arnold Palmer. He had a really good Sunday, and there was a chance where maybe if like some of the leaders dropped that he would have been the clubhouse and had an outside shot of the playoff. But Cantlay's been playing well. I bet him three weeks ago at the Genesis Invitational. He finished third. But I like that he played the Arnold Palmer this week because he usually doesn't play that event or never play that event. So he kind of had a Florida lead-in going into the the players championship. So he's played well at Pete Dye courses before RBC Heritage lost in the playoff last year. He's played well at the Travelers Championship in Connecticut, which is also Pete Dye. So Patrick Hanley is my favorite bet. And then I added right before the show and I'll have this article out on watchstream.com uh, very shortly. But Colin Morikawa, 25 to 1, player who missed the cut at the Arnold Palmer Invitational last week, but he has in the past bounced back off missed cuts. He's a great iron player. And this course definitely is a second shot type of course where the irons matter. So like Morikawa here to bounce back. And then Sun JM, 35 to 1. Uh, considered a few other guys in this range, but I'm going to wait and maybe try to bet them live. So Sun Jay st- stands out to me. Just a player who's played well in Florida, played well as a short courses. Uh, just, a, just a guy who 
can pretty much play well anywhere and has two top six finishes in 2023. So he's kind of trending in the right direction and he's been playing a lot of golf, but he usually has the stamina to uh, withstand a lot of golf that we've seen in the past in his young career. So those are my top three picks. I'm still working on the long shots. Um, definitely have three players in mind. I'll include in my article. So make sure to check that out. I'll tweet all my official bets uh, by probably Wednesday afternoon. And the tournament starts Thursday morning. There we go. We got golf picks. We got college basketball futures. What an episode. We'll be yes. back yeah. um, next, next week. Yeah, next week. I think we'll do, a, we'll do Tuesday. Talk a little bit about, you know, first round of the NCAA tournament. The the lines will be out by then, but we can also talk about maybe some final four picks, regional picks, other props like team to make it to the yeah. to the Sweet Sixteen. There'll be uh, plenty of offering to that. It's definitely a, a fun time of year. It'll be fun. We'll see y'all next week.